Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired edutainment podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Yo, my people, you're listening to episode number 17 of Talk Truth. And this is your bro, your brethren, your brother, your your boy, Mario, Evan. And you don't know, Sunday, and you know how we do it already. I hope you guys ball out Talk Truth to me when I say Talk Truth. You ever go in your guttural voice? Today's episode is one about relationships and I'm going to tackle a topic that I wrote a blog about many years ago and it's called 10 signs that you may be in a relationship. That's correct, a relationship which is like a friend relationship and this is a term that I coined so only don't try to it, right? But before we get into the episode, I wanted to go back to our truth bombs because we didn't do one last week. But this week's truth bomb is I want you to tell me a song that you thought you knew the lyrics to, but you were actually singing wrong all along. So identify one song that you were singing your lungs out thinking it was correct, but it was actually absolutely wrong. And I have one from my childhood, which is kind of funny. It's a song called, I think, Every Time You Go Away. And I used to sing... Every time you go away, you know the baseline. You take a piece of meat with you. No, ask me something. Why you take Why you take meat from me? And where you take it go? No, understand. It made perfect sense to me in my childhood, but um, yeah. The lyric is actually every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you <laughs> not meat but anyway now that we know one song that i used to totally sing wrong i want to hear about yours and you know how that goes go on my instagram at mario evan and you'll see it in the ig story i want you to respond right there and then of course i read the answers to you in the next episode all right so let's get into this one and it is 10 signs you may be in a relationship so first of all, I wanted to define what a relationship is because you might be wondering, what the hell is a friend relationship? Has this ever happened to me? Will it ever happen to me? Did I not notice it was happening? Did I miss it? Well, now you're going to be sure. And the word kind of speaks from it for itself. You know, it's when you kind of have a friendship that kind of feels like a relationship, but it's not really a relationship because it's a friendship, but it's a little too much of one and maybe not enough of the other it's confusing back in the day when i first came up came up with definition well back a grandma go on today here back in the day when i first came up with a definition uh my friend elva helped me to come up with something i think this was elva and i at the time we defined it as the condition or fact of being related connected or associated but particularly between friends possibly involving sexual benefits that are secret to the public who perceives that they exist anyway? So long and short, you and your friend where I sat about on our friend on really a get down with the get down. And only things that nobody don't know, but people know because they can feel the energy, cause the energy load 
it loading on you out there things say it are hide but it not hide because them can feel it all when i have no sense can feel it right so is this a friendship or a relationship uh so let's go to number one um again this is coming from a totally heterosexual perspective but feel free to apply it to your situation because it may relate to any other situation. So change your genders, make it gender neutral, do whatever you need to do to make it work for you. But um, the number one, her family refers to you as her soulmate, non-boyfriend. Um, this, of course, is coming from an experience I actually had, which is why I was able to steal this term soulmate non-boyfriend and it is ab absolutely a substitute term for relationship because the family didn't know what to call you because you know you're always around you guys seem to have such a great connection but you're not the boyfriend so you are a soulmate non-boyfriend smnb and um this this particular term um <laughs> i i was, was coined by the sister of, of my friend at the time. So, you know, um, bigger up. And it accurately and concisely describes that you two seem perfect for each other. But no one can understand why you aren't together. So that's sign number one. You have a nickname from the family. Sign number two. She, as in the girl that I'm talking to, my friend relationship, my friendlander, I don't know. She's jealous of your other female friends like how a girlfriend would be. AKA moody when you leave her to go and visit somebody else and compares their relationships to yours. Uh, you know, all the wifey stuff. So, um, yeah, that would be sign number two. She is jealous of your other female friends. Sign number three, you as in me, you don't want your male friends who are interested in her to talk to her. Yet, you're only friends. So, that shouldn't be a problem. So, like, you totally are cock-blocking your boys from stepping in because you don't want them in that space because you kind of want to lock that down even though it's not technically yours. And she kind of doesn't mind that you're locking it down. So, um, buried into all of these rules are that relationships are absolutely mutual. So, this is not a one-sided situation. This is not a situation where one person thinks the other both are gonna kind of have some part for playing at this and an active part too even though maybe you might want different things right sign number four she has affectionate pet names for you that she doesn't use with anyone else and it's purely in the name of friendship like love boo babe lovey sweetie hon and don't forget the name of her favorite fruit or vegetable um sugar plum in jamaica you know you could be a dumpling like a food item sweetie pie you get the point so um yeah affectionate nicknames because let me tell you when the relationship mash up the nickname them go out the door you know it's like all of a sudden you're like hey sweetie hey babe and you're like yo mario hi mario um, actually they might call you by your last name hi dr guthrie <laughs> all of a sudden you become a work title like done with that dash with that all right, number five, her male friends ask about you. And this is separate from the point that's going to come below because the male friends function completely different. Her male friends are basically asking, yo, who's that punk you always around? Like, who the brother where you always debout? Um, you know, if he isn't your man, why are you always with him? You know, these questions, of course, remain, uh, remain unanswered or, uh, or answered with a generic pre-planned answer by the female. 
So, you know, the male friends, you know, them, them want to figure out what the brother they pan. Because, you know, different men operate differently. And you know, us men, a lot of times, we decide to go in for the kill. Is that in there or out of there? So, you know, you have this man in this gray area. Him kind of debout, but him not really debout. Like, what is he? So, you know, the, this is your boys now. Um, um, her, fee, her male friends, her boys are kind of like trying to figure out what the hell is is going on. Uh, so we move on to sign number six now, and this is when her female friends ask about you. They basically want to know if you had sex with him, if we not do things together, if it did good, if it was so good, then why not, why not not together? Because clearly the chemistry is there, you know. So the female friends start off liking you, then uh, the longer things don't progress into a relationship with their homegirl, then them kind of start like hating you because they become frustrated that you guys aren't together and maybe eventually they'll start to hate you because uh, they don't want to see their girlfriend get hurt. Um, so that's a real thing. Yeah. And um, sign number seven, his male friends ask him about you. So those would be my friends. They're like, yo, who is this girl? And why you spend so much time with her? They also want to know, have you had sex? People strangely just love to know about sex too fast i'm sad it consumes so much of their brain space but this is the truth um males are less concerned about your commitment of course so you're bridging them not really care as much um as to whether you're committed but i guess overall they just care about your personal happiness so we hope at the core that people aren't just inquisitive but have good intentions for your happiness sign number eight uh his female friends ask about you and that would be in i'm using myself as the example so my female friends are asking just to create context asking about the girl they ask the same things that the male friends ask but they are more protective you know and their initial instincts are not to like the girl because you know woman a woman you know them can stay sometime even if they've never met her or know nothing about her they're like the girls are ride or die for for you and you know this girl what shall come with you know is she any good why are you wasting your time on her wagwan right um sign number nine you may be friends with or without benefits but people think you are having sex whether you are or not um and you have that we are in a bubble thing going on even when you are with a group of people all right so as you can see, I'm kind of reading because I'm looking on the blog post, which I'll put in the show notes. And, you know, it's just refreshing um, where my mind was at the time in my life when I wrote this. But um, long and short of sign number nine is once people see you out in a public space, is that energy thing I mentioned earlier. You kind of are so into each other that you could be in a group of 10 people and it's like the two of you are alone in a room. And because of that energy, people automatically think that you're together or are sexually active. It doesn't really matter. There is a magnetism that surrounds the two of you that people don't really understand, but they come to some kind of conclusion as to what is going on, right? Which brings me to sign number 10, which is you may end up getting married many years later, thus confirming your undying love for each other, which you denied in your younger years and making a few people rich from age old bets that it would happen. All right, that one is a joke because I don't know about all of that. Um, but it could happen, you know, you could end up really end up getting together and people are like, I knew it. I knew it all the time. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. Uh... So the questions for you are to ask yourself, are you really in a relationship? 
Wait, but before before you answer, let's go into some brata. I have some extra ones. Um, sign number eleven. Her family knows you. Your family knows her. So you don't know. So this is a real friend in a because from one of your family member, them know you know, mother, father, or guardian. Once she come at your yard, oh, that is sign eleven. She come at your yard comfortably and can they run your family and nobody do business. So one her family know you or your family knows her. And twelve. So that's eleven and twelve. She can move freely in your family space. Like, nobody now can get her no problem. She have access. <laughs> she have full access. 100 access. She can just walk in, swipe card and these things. So, those are your two broader ones. Um, What I will add to this episode while you contemplate whether you have relationships existing is how do you navigate a relationship? And um, I've had a few. They have been a feature of my interesting life. Because um, I'm a friendly person and sometimes my friendliness gets misconstrued for for other things. But again, I mentioned relationships are mutual, which means that more than likely you do actually have an attraction to this person. So it's not actually like a friend leading somebody on. These are two people who genuinely connect and who may have been physical. But for some factors, maybe in or outside of their control, they just won't ever end up together. And it may be because there's some things that just don't align. Or one person kind of wants something else and other person kind of wants something else. One usually likes the other one more than the other. You still have that dynamic of somebody probably giving more than the other. But the main difference between this one and somebody stringing you along is that both people are somewhat um, complicit in this relationship. All I would say to you is if you're... But a fact, relationship is also included to also equal to that category on facebook called it's complicated for anybody who still uses facebook right so that it's complicated category is relationship this falls right underneath it um a couple other things fall underneath that too but that's a whole nother episode what you need to do in a relationship is don't allow it to persist for too long because if it continues to persist for too long with clear boundaries and borders and demarcations, then you're just going to have blurred lines. I know you want it. Well, you may not want it. Blurred lines. Good girl. Just wanted to sing some more. So, yeah, the blurred lines thing now got work out. So you need to set some boundaries. You need to ask yourself some questions. You need to ask the person some questions. And um, just like the conversation I had with Shari about the 90-day rule, um, you're adults, you're grown folk. You just need to really talk to each other and communicate and be open about what you want. And um, if if you're being tied by the things were nice, the good things them, which could be the good food them, the good sex them, the good conversation them, great, wonderful, great that you found somebody that you get along with. Are they going to provide anything further for you? Is this going anywhere stable? Is this going anywhere? Am I wasting my time? Even though I don't believe any relationship is a waste of time, but a wonderful lesson unfolding. Um, but Deepak Mario aside, you really need to figure out your life. You know, you can't be relationshiping at 40 years old. Um, you can't be relationshiping at 33 and you know you have two more years to, to pop a baby before you're an elderly primigravida, which is like a first-time mother after 35. They call them elderly primigravidas. Yeah, not, not cool. But long and short is you risk 
of complications after 35 is greater. We don't have time to waste. Like, we're not relationship in, in a gray phase of life when you need to be making decisions. Life is short. We need to, we kind of need to get along. So, all I will say ending this episode, this really short, sweet, spicy relationship episode is analyze your relationships that are blurry with someone who you may be attracted to but who hasn't given you all the pieces. Find a nice way to gradually answer all the questions you need to answer to come to a decision as to whether you need to hang out in this relationship, make it pan out, or whether you need to get the hell out of there and cut. And if it's time to cut, then cut nicely or aggressively, but protect yourself first because you have to love yourself first and sort out yourself and get the hell out. All right, so I gave you 12 signs that you may be in a relationship. So happy relationshiping, happy dating, happy finding that person that won't be your relationship person, but your actual person person. You ride or die for life. You love her for life. Your partner for life. Make it happen, people. Whew, that one was nice. All right, guys. So you are listening to Talk Trout. It's short. And of course, I'm going to try to bring some guests to you again soon. It's the first I've ever had two solo podcasts back to back. And, you know, my solo podcasts, they're normally deep. So I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to give you one way a little lighter. So um, I'll put the link to this um, blog in my show notes so you can actually click it and read it. Um, in reality and see some other writing stuff there are other blogs on that site other blog posts that you might enjoy as well um, of course follow us at talktruthja on twitter and follow me on social media as well everywhere pretty much at mario evan if you're on my instagram page just click on the link in my bio it's a link tree link it takes you to my music to my website to everything that is mario uh, please if you're listening to this by just clicking a link, you need to download a podcasting app and click subscribe. Share this stuff with your friends. You know, right now we only have 78 subscribers, but yet we have like maybe 200 people listening to each episode. This is where we're at. And I'm going to continually give you statistics, you know, as much as I do this because I really do it for the platform for conversation. You know, sometimes we do want the numbers to pick up because the greater the reach is the greater the impact. So if you stumble upon anything in this podcast or in you see an episode that a friend may like, share it with them. Share it on your social media. Take the time and unplug the thing. If you're really enjoying it, if you really, really like it, take a screenshot of an episode you like and hashtag it, TalkTruthJA. Just blow up the thing like a bit and help the thing to grow, right? So, yeah. Leave a review. Go to iTunes. Number. Give a star rating. Give a word review. Magani, I don't even know what I say. My name is Mario Evan. You're listening to Talk Truth. 17 episodes in the can. Me proud, me proud, me proud, me proud book. See you next Sunday. Blessed love.